Do you experience every emotion but don't know how to express it? Us either. Learn with us as we go. We love pink, learning too much about random things, and trying to make the world a better place. If we were pageant contestants, our answer really would be world peace. But first, we have to learn how to master our own inner peace. Join our journey as two best friends have simple girl talk. This is Spotlight with Alexis Kimsey and Katherine Merck. Ring, ring, ring. Oh, hey, it's Girl Talk. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, I actually did hear record. <laughs> wow, that should tell you exactly how we're doing. <laughs> we are crushing it. We are, uh, for those of you who can't see us right now, I'm Alexa's sorry. got us the most beautiful pink phone. We love it so much. And we got pink fuzzy robes and some heart sunglasses because our even future is so bright we have to wear shades. That's true. And That's also, why. <laughs> if I close my eyes while I'm talking, it won't look as weird. <laughs> but really, um, we're so excited to have you here. This is Girl Talk with Alexis and Catherine. And we're happy, happy, happy to have you. We are so happy to have you. We've had so much fun. that la The last episode where we just did our girl talk, oh we deep dived into some love, some narcissism, and it's been so much fun to hear all of your stories about this. That's yeah. something we've loved. The feedback, those of you that have reached out to us, thank you. We love you. We love answering your questions, too. So many of you wrote us and like asked us for advice. Do you know how good that makes us feel? Like, If I was a little conceited, I think it would get to my head. And right, we can't do that because we already have lots of hats and yeah, our heads can't get fit. any bigger nothing because would fit. then our hats wouldn't fit. So that's a joke I've been <laughs> making for years because for those of you who know me, you know, I do have a lot of cowboy hats and I, I can't, I can't get a larger head. So and those that know me know that I just have a big head. <laughs> <laughs> it's full of knowledge. Full, full of, of knowledge. <laughs> um, you guys, oh my gosh, we have to tell you about what happened the other night. This was, you guys remember Axe Boy we told you about Catherine going on a date with that was semi-creepy? You guys. So the other night, keep in mind, this guy has been texting her for weeks. She has not responded. I mean, yeah, it, it had been almost two weeks. And I had thought originally, I was... I never want to hurt anybody's feelings. And we're going to deep dive into that a little bit further here in a few minutes. But I never want to hurt anyone's feelings. I always want to be kind. And I thought, okay, well, he asked me to do several things via text. And I thought, well, maybe if I, I don't respond, it would be the kinder thing to do. And that didn't really work. And so then... Alexis and I thought, well, maybe it would be kinder to just say, you know, I, I kind of think we don't have that much in common. And thank you so much, though. Like, we appreciate it. Right. We. Right. I said uh, something along the lines of like, I, I just don't think we have that much in common. But again, it was nice to meet you. Thank you for the fun night. And I, I wish, wish you, you all the best. Yep. Right. And I was all worried Guys. about whether it was nice enough, all this. And holy Holly Toledo. <laughs> Count the number of texts he sent you. Okay. I will. Y'all ready? So so we're we're driving. We're driving. And I'm driving. She's texting. And I told her, I was like, I literally had Catherine. 
Well, okay, no, I I said okay. Rewind. I we'll said, just read you the messages. How about that? N- no, I will read you my message. I said, thanks I so much for good. the offer. I appreciate you taking me out the other night. I just don't think we have that much in common. And I wish you the best of luck with exclamation Can point. Can we please read the messages? Because it doesn't identify who this guy is. I will just tell you. They're after followed up where one, two, three, four, five, which are really, really long. And basically saying that he thought we had a lot in common, which is totally fine. Totally accept that. But it. It just got it just weird. got weird, um, and it it got weird to the point that it almost felt like pressure. Yeah, and then he started it was like predatory calling me, and I, so I I finally said, you know, I just didn't really feel like you wanted to get to know me and weren't that interested in what I had to say. And but again, I wish you the best of luck and have a good night, which was followed up by one, two, three, four, five, six text messages. That's horrible. Do not do that, guys. It was very it was very stressful for me as a person. But I want to I want to kind of talk a little bit, I guess, about why why I didn't really. First of all, number one, if you don't want to go on a second date with someone for any reason, don't go on a second date with them. You never should feel pressured. Amen. But I did want to kind of deep dive a little into why I didn't. I mean, I I called Alexis the next day. She was so excited and wanted to know all the details. And I said, honestly, I just really didn't have fun. Yeah. And, and that's a big indicator, ladies. Like, listen to your gut. Right. She wanted to know why. And I said, a big part of it was... I tried to talk about, you know, my background. I tried to ask him questions. And And she is the most interesting person ever. And I definitely think Alexis is biased. But, you know, I have done a lot of things in my life that are meaningful to me and mean something to me. And it's important to me that anyone, whether it's somebody that I'm talking to, dating, or my friends, it's important to me that they care about who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't really feel like he was even interested in getting to know me as a person. It was, it was so strange to me. I mean, I, I can't remember at what point, obviously I brought up Alexis and Sage at some point because I talk to them all the time. They are my people. And for those of you who listen to the podcast, you know, my family, my people, these are, yeah. these are my closest people. And it just, he didn't want to ask questions or ask about my friendships or the things that were important to me. It was as soon as I brought something up, he had to talk about something that he had done or somebody that he knew. And I kept trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, thinking maybe, maybe he was nervous, maybe anything along those lines, but it just, it, no. Can I bring up something too? And we can edit this out if you're not comfortable with it. <laughs> One thing that I do not appreciate, which I thought was wildly inappropriate, is this guy kept trying to kiss her and she kept trying to run away. She was not interested in him at all. And he just kept trying to force himself on her. And first of all, if you're listening right now and you're a male, this is never okay. And if you're a female and you're doing this to a male, it's not okay either. Okay. And- I also think, and I think this is a good topic of conversation, I think people really think that it's not negative or it's not frowned upon if it's just like trying to kiss someone when you're on a date but you know what oh my god you just met him right and that makes some of us uncomfortable we're all different and you know what ladies that's okay I definitely feel like some people and especially some men over my life have tried to make me feel like it's not okay 
for me to be who I am with that. I mean, I, I told y'all in the last podcast, I am the kind of girl who on a first date, like the level of expectation I have is romance. Yep. And for good that, reason. that doesn't have to be like, oh, out of a rom-com. What I mean by romance is just a polite level of respect where if things are going really well, you have a good night kiss. And I totally understand that other people work differently. I support you if you work differently. That's totally cool with me. Yeah. I support anything any anybody wants to do that they're cool with, but that's who I am. And I think men and women, like Alexa said, should be you should read the room. Mm -hmm. You should try to read and understand and make sure that the other person's comfortable, especially if you don't know them. He was like gaslighting you hard though. You guys, the second they sat down at dinner, I've got to tell this story. <laughs> he puts his hands out across the table and she thought he was going to pray. I'm not laughing I at did, praying. I did, okay? So she put her hands in there all awkwardly. Guys, he held her hands and proceeded to rub them for most of the meal. That and is freaking <laughs> weird. Like, what does the girl do in that situation? Okay, I, I, would, I would also like to say, I am, um, and for those so of you- hard. For those of you who have read the five love languages, uh, first of all, those of you who haven't read the five love languages, get on it, read them, listen to the audiobook, however you like to consume content. It is amazing. I think it's really empowering to understand not only your love language, but the love languages of your loved ones. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's it makes you love better. It just makes you a better partner. It, it makes you a better partner. It makes you a better family member. It makes you a better friend because you understand what makes someone else feel appreciated, mm -hmm. whether that's words of affirmation, acts of service, anything. But my love languages very much are physical touch, words of affirmation. Words of affirmation is definitely my number one, but physical touch is one of my love languages. And I was very, I was just uncomfortable. I just... I was uncomfortable and I didn't know what to do in the situation. And I, again, if you know me, I am very nice and I never want to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah. But for those of you that are like me and are dating, just understand, number one, we all are going to have bad dates. There's a couple analogies. You know, you have to kiss a lot of frogs to kiss the prince. But one of my favorites is <laughs> was a horse buying analogy with... Oh so, my god! I, I know this is hilarious. This actually was told to me in the context of making me feel better about selling a horse once. This wasn't even told to me about boys, but it's true. You know, you have to date multiple guys before you find the perfect husband. Just like with horses, sometimes you have to ride different horses before you find the perfect horse. So for those of you listening, know, number one, you're not alone if you're going on a date and you're not comfortable or if it's a bad date. But remember, it's a learning experience. Remember that just because somebody's not the right person for you doesn't mean that they aren't a great person. I firmly believe that. I think we all have somebody out there that will truly love us for us. I think that sometimes in today's day and age, we interpret that as I shouldn't change and try to be a better version of myself. Somebody should just love me. I don't agree with that. That's immaturity. <laughs> I think that's totally mature. I think we always need to strive to be the best versions of ourselves. But we need to be unapologetic for the things that truly make us who we are. You know, one thing that I, before I dated Sage, you guys, I went on like, I think I didn't date for like three or four years before Sage. I'm pretty sure. Keep in mind, I'm a very awkward person, so that's probably it. But one thing that I saw when I was talking to Sage was the right man will love all the things about you that the wrong man was intimidated by. 
And I feel like that truly, that works to your magic. And another thing, if a guy gaslights you at a date, that's one thing that happened to her too. I think you enjoy kissing me more than I enjoy kissing you. Who says that? I'm going to tell you, and I think I might have mentioned this in the last one, that literally the place we, we were, the guy running the place, Angel. Angel. Nice, about our age, married, I think was just more in touch with people's feelings than this guy was kept coming over like, Hey, do you want to learn how to do this? And just, just being, uncomfortable. being really nice. And I, I, I say that because it speaks to the fact that I was uncomfortable enough that somebody else I think noticed. Mm-hmm. And I wish I would have been there. Ooh, I would have given him a piece of my mind. Well, it just, and again, it's not, I'm not saying he's a bad person, whatever. I'm sure I'm sure he can be the perfect person for someone else, but that's just not me. That just didn't work for me. And I think it's really important for people. And this is, this is where we're going with this podcast yep. for people to try to understand how other people think and how other people feel and try to think outside of yourself, especially heck. Yeah. Am I, is, is me dating about me? Yes. But it's also about trying to find the other person that compliments me. Mm-hmm. You want to bring out the best in me. them as well. Right. It's a two way street for sure. Yes, that's exactly what I was trying to say in many more words. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, you know, Catherine, we feel so deeply. Uh, We feel a lot more than most people. When we say we feel all the feelings, like we truly do feel all the feelings. Last night, Catherine was talking to me and I thought she got mad at me, guys. And she wasn't even mad at me. I was just overly sensitive. And normally, this is what's funny. We read each other very well. And normally, we just talk about it and move on, right? Like, we read each other very well. We really have... She's literally a piece of me. Incredibly minimal minimal communication frustrations, I guess I would say it that way. Because we joke when we watch TV or movies that everything would be better if if people would just communicate, right? 100%. That's the plot of every rom-com, is there's miscommunication and... uh, you know, Hallmark movies, the very predictable, but (laughs) that that's something that that's interesting. And Alexis and I have actually learned some about this and understood this as we've gotten older, but also through, we're the kind of people that always want to educate ourselves Mm -hmm. and want to learn about ourselves and about others. And it's interesting. It, It truly is. It's a sensory thing. It's a genetic trait, just like how I was, I was born with, you know, green eyes. We were born with lighter complexions it's a it's a genetic component trait of the sensory and if you want to read more literature about it all of that it's highly sensitive people mm-hmm. and I think the word sensitive has such a negative connotation it's because this world wants you to be so hard right now but you know what not all of us are like that not all of us are like that and I was listening to a, a podcast about highly sensitive people saying for all the for the challenges we face, we have equal, if not more, opportunities. And she kept calling it power. We yeah. have a deeper capacity to feel. We have a deeper capacity for feelings that frustrate us, but also feelings that allow us to love each other more deeply, communicate differently, all of that. Mm-hmm. And for me, I've always been someone that People tell me it's my superpower, but also my kryptonite. And it is so hard for me because 
I am someone, if someone looks at me wrong, I overthink everything. I hate that about myself. I Absolutely. can't help it. I can't help <laughs> it. But like, if I walk into a room and a girl like just doesn't smile at me, I'm like, oh God, what does she think about me? Does she not like my outfit? Does she not like my hair? Am I okay? And I know that's a lot of insecurity speaking, but here's the thing for all the girls that come in and be like, oh, I feel nothing. I feel nothing. I wouldn't want to be that way. I wouldn't want to be that way either. And that wouldn't allow us to have the... Not only the friendship we share, the friendships yeah. with other people, the relationships we have with other people. And I would I would like to take this opportunity to say something I say to both Sage and Alexis multiple times that it is so wonderful. I know that God brought their relationship into my life in a lot of ways for me to see Sage loves Alexis so deeply for who she is in mm-hmm in her capacity that is so much like mine to feel all the feelings. Mm-hmm. He and said this thing he fell in love with me the most because he didn't necessarily come from an environment that fostered how I am. And I'm not going to say my environment was like that either. I mean, I it's think a genetic, it's, it's genetic. A genetic. And so when Sage and I got together, you know, it was a big learning curve from him. My husband is very, he's been through things and it's, it's made him, I'm not going to say a harder person. He was a little callous when we got together and he used to say, I don't care what people think about me um, just because it's a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. And so it's been very interesting. And I, I remember the other day I was literally not the other day. It was a while ago. I was crying about something that someone had done to me and I was sitting there and I was crying and it really hurt my feelings. And I was just like, I hate that I'm this way. And Sage was like, I don't, it's what made me fall in love with you. And so there will be someone out there that understands it, whether it be a friend, a spouse, I mean, a family member, you just never know. But one thing I do want to mention too is for a long time, they've seen kindness as weakness and it is not. There is something so empowering and so beautiful about being a truly kind person in truly harsh situations. And that's something that I think truly brought us together and is a core part of who we are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, kindness matters has been my thing, my initials from when I was a rodeo queen, all of that. Alexis literally wrote a book called yeah. Kindness is Key to educate others, educate our youth about the power of kindness. And yeah. that is that's where we talk about sometimes the world perceives as weakness is power. Mm-hmm. And I think there's so much more power in kindness. One thing that's it's I had not thought about this before we started talking about this that is so interesting that I recently stumbled upon. We've talked about the the University of Idaho murders multiple times. Yeah. And we've talked about the fact that they they happen so close to me and the families live live close to where I live. And because of that, I have mutual friends with the families and sometimes things come up from the families. Mm-hmm. And Ethan's family has truly blown me away. Somehow a post was shared that one of my friends was tagged in from his family talking about how they are choosing, he was a triplet and they are choosing to move forward with the two remaining triplets and visiting them and celebrating and trying to view the grief they're dealing with together as a family, as the ice wall in game of Thrones, mm-hmm. but which I loved, I but love that too. the one thing they they've shared in every post is one thing remains the same. We, we will not waste our energy and our time being angry. And I thought that is so beyond powerful. It's not giving their power to the person that did it. And that's what, that's exactly what I thought about. They are, they are amazing, but they are uh, focusing on 
their family, their healing. And yes, that is, that is such an ex- incredible power that, that blew me away. So mm, that I kind of imagine. ties back into some other different things we've talked about on the podcast, but to move, to move on to lighter notes. So here's the thing in a lot of situations, I will say like, you know, Obviously, people are like, oh, kindness is weakness, blah, blah, blah. A lot of times it is because that's one thing that Catherine and I have really been working on this year is standing up for ourselves, um, really knowing our worth and finally giving ourselves credit um, to stand up for ourselves. Absolutely. And let me tell you, coming into that this year in my 30s, oh, my gosh, I have felt such a fire. <laughs> Don't entertain stuff that makes me unhappy anymore. Used to I'd put up with all of it and I'm not I'm like, life's short. And I I do think it's funny because both of us are coming into this independently, but we're also helping each other through this because he's very, oh my gosh, he helps so much, but we're able to help each other because we feel similarly Mm -hmm. and we haven't really found other people that feel similarly. So as much as people who don't see the world the way we do can help, it's so nice to have somebody who sees the world the same way. And I love, we, you brought up the other day, one of my favorite authors, C.S. Lewis. The C.S. Lewis quote is, friendship starts the moment that one soul, you know, looks at another and says, oh my gosh, you too? I thought I was the only one. Yeah. Let's talk about, okay, one thing I want to talk about is as I'm coming into this new chapter of my life and as I'm navigating this, I found that old friendships that I once was the one that was fostering the relationship have become more difficult. Have you found that? I think you and I have realized <laughs> that we have shouldered a lot of the, I don't want to say burden of friendship, but we have been the ones putting the effort forward. Mm-hmm. And I want to share that I'm not saying friendship doesn't require effort, but a, a true relationship, some days it's 10-90, some days it's 90-10, some days it's 50-50. It's all over the place. But it shouldn't be one person constantly having to put in all of the effort. And I know that's something we've shared. Both of us have felt like in the past that we're always the friend that's trying harder. Always. Always. And I have felt that. That's something that, again, this ties right back into what we were talking about at the beginning. I feel, and we've talked about some of the negative things I've gone through with relationships, but I, I feel like for most of my relationships with men, I have been the one that's always felt like I've had to put in the effort and that makes you feel bad. A hundred percent. Okay. So here's a thing. A perfect example is one of our friends literally told Catherine that I'm an overly sensitive person. So I heard that and I'm just thinking, are you kidding me? I finally told you how I felt about something and I'm the overly sensitive person for finally communicating. I think that makes people uncomfortable when for so long you've been a pushover and then all of a sudden you turn into the girl that is like, hey, no, I'm not going to tolerate this anymore. I'm tired of this bullshit. Like this 100 percent this and makes people uncomfortable. Yes. And Sage said something like, you know, I think last night he goes, you girls are just it's hard because you're so nice and sweet and think so many people are good. It's just so easy for people to just get in there and manipulate you. Mm-hmm. And we definitely have experienced that in our past. We've experienced the manipulation, the negativity, and we're coming. We're, it sounds so cliche, but we're coming into our power, girl. We really are. And that's one thing too, you know, a lot of you girls write us and they're like, listen, 
can you help me with how to deal with narcissistic friendships? Can you help me deal with my friend? It doesn't want me to be as successful as her. I just, I hate to be this person, but I'm going to be the person. If that person is not accepting you for who you truly are, and if that person is not fully behind you, cheering louder than anyone in the crowd, they're not a true friend. Yes. And you know what? Relationships too, it shouldn't be you putting in all the effort asking people questions all the time. That person should be interested in what you have to say as well. And that's something that, you know, for a long, long time, I've been the girl that's like, okay, I'll let you walk all over me because it makes you feel better about yourself and in turn makes me feel a little bit better because I'm making someone happy. But you know what? It's time for them to make me happy. And this comes down to so many different things in our lives. This ties into that have happened recently in the last week, everything. I have always been looked at as the nice girl that, well, we can take this or we can copy her. And oh my gosh. I told, I told Alexis, I said, I am done being a pushover and allowing other people to create the narrative, to create the false narrative. Because I get so frustrated. I work so hard to create something from mm -hmm. scratch and spend hours and someone will come in and co blatantly copy. copy word for word, you guys. Blows my mind. And, you know, you can still take the high road, but not al allow yourself to be walked over. I think that's a line that the two of us are really learning about because we've always thought we're taking the high road. We're being the nice girls. But we've allowed ourselves to be walked on mm -hmm. and not taken our power. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And, you know, often duplicated, never replicated. You cannot replicate. You can't right. replicate. Right. Catherine is one of a kind. I am. I'm on such a quote train right now. But really the, is. my God, always be a first rate Buy version book. coming soon. Just kidding. <laughs> always be the first rate version of yourself and not a second rate version of someone else. That ties into everything we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Be the first rate version of, if you're like us, the girl who feels deeply, not a second rate version of somebody who's who's tough and lets it. Mm -hmm. Yes, you have to let some things go. You can't stew in everything. My my mom always says, be a duck. Let it roll off your back. You know how ducks let water Great roll quote. off their back. We can't let everything bother us but we can understand that we feel it differently and understanding that we feel it differently is the first step in in being able to not allow everything to to bother us because if we let everything bother us that we feel oh dear god exactly i would never sleep <laughs> my anxiety would keep me up <laughs> exactly it's just it's so true you know we're talking about all this like serious stuff lately and I want you guys to know, like, this is truly girl talk. This is what we talk about on the reg when we're going on walks, when I'm calling her, FaceTiming her with Steele, like when we're in the car, on, on the, the couch, car. like this is just truly us. I want to have some fun, though, too. We like, love fun. Yeah. We're still wearing heart sunglasses and pink bathrobes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Why get out of them? So here comes the phone. If I can get... <laughs> ring, ring, ring. Catherine, pick up. Hello. Okay, Catherine, let's talk about some pop culture. Okay, love it. Guys, once again, I am blowing Catherine's mind <laughs> because she has been living under a rock. She has started Grey's Anatomy. We're changing gears because I don't want you to be like, okay, this girl. I know, I know. So, and we can fill you in with more hilarious dating stories too because that that is what we laugh about a lot in our Guys, lives. she's going on a good date right now. 
She's got okay. a good one. I was going to go with Grey's Anatomy, but I guess here's where we're going now. I know. We can go to Grey's. <laughs> I mean, they're both pretty relative because um, I've been in a long-term relationship with uh, McDreamy, who kind of gaslights a lot, too. But okay. Anyways, I haven't gotten that far. We're two episodes in. Love Grey's Anatomy. Her mind is blown because I've never watched it and I'm from Washington. Guys, I'm just so... I'm not going to say disappointing because I would never be disappointed in you. But <laughs> what do you think? I mean, so far, I love it. We're two, we're two episodes in. And one of the things I really enjoy about it is the authenticity. The authenticity of, obviously, I have no idea what it's like to be a, <laughs> a surgeon. So don't, don't take do. it for that. I got my medical degree from Grace Sloan Institution. There you go. So. Dr. Alexis Kimsey. <laughs> She's in her dark blue scrubs. <laughs> But I feel like they aren't, you know, I've watched shows like House. I've watched a few episodes of that. And it's so focused Boring. on the diagnosis, all of this. This discusses the the medical side, but it's the feelings. It's the exhaustion. The, the stories. They were talking about imposter syndrome before it was cool. Let's talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> literally. There's so many things on TV shows now that like I look back, like we were watching Gossip Girl the other day. <gasps> And I'm like, Dan is horrible. Like, why do now that I'm growing up, I'm actually seeing people for who they really are. Like Ooh. before we I, we were almost like trained and manipulated into thinking like the guys that gaslight you, love bomb you and kind of treat you like crap or what we should aspire for. And that is not what we should aspire for. It's not. I you think need it's a George O'Malley. Okay? It's so funny how <laughs> our attitudes towards characters change. And this is one of the reasons why I love I love my same favorite movies because they hit me differently in life. I love my same favorite books. I have certain books that I read every few years because <laughs> I learn something different. They hit you different. But I think Catherine, you're a different person when you come to the book. It is. But here's the problem with that, too. I read the other day that that is a coping mechanism for people that are perfectionists. We like to know the ending because that's what we're comfortable with. When we have control. Do you know what's funny about that, though? And sorry, sorry, mom, I'm going to call you out on this. But what's funny, I can see that. My mom will read a book. She'll read a few chapters. If she's not sure if she's going to like it or not, she'll read the end and decide if the middle is worth it. I'm so bad about I can't even watch a TV show or see who's going to be the winner on a reality show because I want to look it up because I cannot stand to wait. See, and I, I have blatantly refused my whole life. With Ugh. books, with everything. If I don't I, do books. There's only TV, one book, one book, and my dad is not going to be impressed with me, that I have read part of and refused to finish. Every other book, book I am stubborn enough that I will read the book. I mean, books Dr. are different. Dr. Zhivago, it is depressing. Oh my gosh, it's terrible. It is I so depressing, either. and I just gave up. But the movie's most even books... Terrible. Thank you. Why have we never had this comment? Okay, <laughs> okay. My dad loves that movie. It's one of his favorite movies. How? And he has wanted me to watch it my whole life. And at this point, it, it is just a matter of principle that I've refused to watch it this long. So I'm going to continue to watch it. I don't know why that's one of his favorite so books. That's very odd. That's why I went to start reading the book was to be like, oh, I know the story, but I've never watched the movie. And that was where I drew the line. My, my stubbornness finally caved. See, I never have looked up a book. Ever. Never looked up a book, but TV shows, anything like that. Okay, I'm yeah. like, I want to know who ends up with someone. I want to research everything about it. Why are they shooting in this thing? Is that really the car he drives? How do they get the clothes for that set? Absolutely. I agree That's with me. that. I 100% do that. We want to learn all of the things. But with books, I am authentically about the experience. 
What book is your favorite book of all time? The Count of Monte Cristo is one of my all-time favorite books. It's a classic. It's and a that's one of the ones I read at different points in my year. I, in my year, in my life over the years. And I told I told my mom recently, I think it's time. It's time to read The Count of Monte Cristo again. Because that's a good one. And it relates so deeply to what we're talking about. Gone it with does. the Wind. If you've never read the book, only seen oh the movie. Oh my gosh. Highly recommend the book. It's good. It, it's a lot more historic. Mm-hmm. and has It has a lot more details. A lot more details. But okay, Count of Monte Cristo relates to what we're talking about with being highly sensitive. Because you have to experience the lowest of the lows to experience the highest of the highs. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, you know, are kind of a, a smaller up and down blip closer to middle. And yeah. you and I are a little more like, woo, woo. We're like a roller coaster. <laughs> the craziest roller coaster you've ever been on. Maybe we should have a good girl or like a girl talk um, book club. Like every month we tell I someone. love this. My favorite is Great Gatsby. That's actually yes. what made me want to become a writer because Fitzgerald, I love the way in it's in a lot of his books, like the way he makes words dance on pages. I love that so much. Like the description, like I feel like I'm in there. I feel the glitz and glam. I feel the feathers brushed against my cheek when we're dancing. Like I feel every detail so much that like that's what made me want to be a writer. I think you and I are, we are suckers for good character development yes. too. I think that's a huge, oh we, we have vivid imaginations. We have great imaginations, but we are suckers for character development yeah. because we care so deeply about people. That's why I love history. That's Same. why I, ma- I majored in medieval studies. I love the story. That's why I'm a history minor. I love the people. I like knowing what people's motivations were. And that's a huge thing. And we will visit this again. But Mary, Queen of Scots, Mary Stuart, one of my favorite historical figures. We're so random. She, we are, but it all relates somehow. So <sighs> they recently finally decoded tons of her letters. And I am feeling so personally vindicated because I wrote entire papers on propaganda in the Elizabethan age because propaganda, you know, very clearly started before that. But modern propaganda really took root in the Elizabethan age. And it's very much, you know, the victors write the history. And I have been convinced of the narrative that Mary was not actually creating all these plots while she was in custody of her cousin Elizabeth. And it looks like, fingers crossed, we will revisit this. Catherine was right, I'm sure. Mary actually was not plotting. So, But my, my point in bringing all this up is that's why I've always loved that. I've loved to think about what are their personal motivations? What created turn them into who they are what things in their lives how did they feel because they aren't just names on pages they were people that had families that had love that had anger and I I think that's why we like these books that have such strong character development besides the books what's the emotion you feel the most in life oh wow I have never thought about this I I think mine go ahead I was gonna say I want to say joy, yeah. But that's because I actively—I don't just feel it; I actively choose it. Choose it. I choose joy. I I seek the feeling of joy, mm-hmm. and so I feel like maybe I I notice that more. Yeah. No, you do. You you're a very joyful person. Hundred percent. I think mine would be anxiety. Like that's not really an emotion, but like I feel anxious a lot. Um, 
I'm a perfectionist, but I actively choose to be happy too. Like I feel like that, I'm a very that's happy person. That's what I person. was going to say. I'm a pretty happy person and I'm goofy. Like, oh my gosh. I feel like I'm those two things, but like internally, I feel like it's like, that's a front, like the joy and happiness. Like, yeah, I feel all that. But at the same time, I'm like inside, I'm like, oh, did In I say the wrong thing? <laughs> And I, I will agree with that completely. We both definitely have that level of perfectionism and the anxiety that we don't allow other people to see. Yeah. And I think that's part of what is so freeing about our friendship is we feel free to just be our goofy selves and not think about, we don't think about who we are with each other. Yeah. We don't think about who we should be. And I will say, I think it's funny. And I feel like a lot of people listening are thinking like, wait, what? These girls have this anxiety and this kind of social anxiety. And it's so funny because I love, I, I recharge. I get energy from being around people, yeah, me from too. meeting people. Alexis and I both have had very public roles, very public jobs, but yet we still have this kind of secret social I'm still anxiety the girl that loves to come home and watch TV with my best friend rather than being in the crowd. <laughs> yes. We're I'll that person. It. And we're the person who will call each other and say, Okay, so I said this. Do you think I did the right thing? I just have been send overthinking each other text this. messages like, can you check this before I send it? Yes, and the other person, I mean, if we're having a conversation with someone else and we rehash it with each other, we will have to realize the other person in that conversation probably never thought twice about what we're never. so worried about. We just, we get so worried about wanting to make make other people happy. I hate that about us, though. Part of me hates it. Like, I hate that, like... It's a double-edged sword. It is, 100%. You know what I think we should do? For one, we're going to start a book club. For two, I want you guys to start sending in your stories. We'll read your stories on air. And you can say you want to be anonymous. We love the stories. We love the stories. We'd love to comment on them because why not? It's girl talk. So let us talk about your girl talk, too. Like, we act like we're your, one of your friends. We will not share your name if you don't want us to. Make sure you tell us, though. But Yeah. Yeah, tell fun. us if you do or you don't want us to share your name. I think that's that's important. But yeah. are you ready for lunch? I am about ready for lunch. Yes, what I'm still drinking get? coffee. I'm gonna drink lunch. I'm gonna drink lunch. You drink I'm gonna coffee drink coffee all day. all day. So I think we should get Chipotle today. After they messed up our order the other day, I'm kind of nervous, but I'm really into giving people another chance. Yes, and that's you probably are. why I'm the person that keeps dealing with this. I can't even trust Chipotle not to screw me over. <laughs> I think it's so funny though, because, okay, that's a great one. And one of my favorite jokes, so I'm, I'm very Irish. I'm oh German Lord. Scottish Irish. One of my favorites <laughs> is, you know, Irish Alzheimer's. You only remember the grudges. We were talking about this. I'm not that way. We were, no, we were talking about those last night. Cause I said, you know, ah, I can't remember what that was. It just bugged me. And I, and Sage, Sage said something like Catherine, you remember that something bothered you, but you don't even remember From what it is at this point. <laughs> you guys. And I do, Ugh. but I I think it's so funny because I will remember this, but I still am all about the same thing of giving people another chance. I I think it's so it's so fun. One of the words, one of the phrases we've been talking about with so many things in our life. We are we are 110% us. My my class rate I always wear says inside of it, live enthusiastically. Yeah. My high school quote was live so enthusiastically you cannot fail. And I truly believe that. But the phrase we keep talking about is cautiously optimistic. Sage keeps telling Catherine that. That's what we're doing with her dating life right now. Cautiously, cautiously optimistic. optimistic. Because you guys, I am so freaking ready to plan this wedding. Like you have no idea. <laughs> 
I am. Let's just let's just lay it out there. I do not have a boyfriend. Alexis is just planning my wedding because we're going to Scotland. She's planning baby. on it happening eventually. I mean, it's <laughs> gonna happen. Steel needs a godfather. Um, and then on top of that, like selfishly, like no, I just I not selfishly. I guess it'd be unselfish like i want to spoil you when you're a bride yes she does because she loves me i, I do. do also think someday sage is going to be very grateful to have a man who uh also gets to share in the glory and joy and happiness that is the Catherine and alexis show yep alley cat always always <laughs> well guys this was a super random podcast we just want to make sure we keep pumping content out for you guys because you guys are reacting so well like it's blowing us away how many of you guys are listening and like commenting and sharing stuff so keep doing that we're gonna keep bringing some good stuff to you but like i said send in your stories and this week what book do we want them to read over the next month i just downloaded the wim hof method but i don't feel like that's a good girl talk book. no that's definitely not maybe we should do the great gatsby the girl oh, let's do the great gatsby it's a great romance but also like a great period piece a great it has a lot the great gatsby by f scott fitzgerald and then if you get a chance read all the love letters that he wrote his wife because i'm that girl that's researched all of them it's yes absolutely also on that note a great a great accompaniment film that's not just the great gatsby midnight in paris Classic. so so wonderful it it really talks about what we were talking about the deep imagination and yeah. looking looking into people's motivations throughout history, feeling deeply. Yep. And we just, we also, we have always been the people who are always happy, always share the good in our lives. And this has been a really fun opportunity for us to talk about some of the challenges, really yeah. get real. Our episode about love, we really got real. I feel we talked this episode about a little bit of you know social anxiety, being highly sensitive people, how how we exist. One of my law school professors, our way of being in the world. Yeah. So I said, Catherine, that's your special way of being in the world. And really just kind of coming into that as as women. Obviously, we've we've been adulting for a while. We've been adults for a while. I mean, but I barely. Think I still hate paying taxes and opening mail. I, I didn't say we <laughs> liked being adults. I said we've been adulting. I literally the other day walked in holding my child. I was like, why do I have to be an adult today? My husband was like, I don't even, I'm not even going to comment on that. So, but yes, we, we've, we are active members of society. We've been verified of the adult age. We've been verified adults for a while, but we are truly coming into independent, strong people. Hoorah. Hoorah. Absolutely. And on that note, we're wrapping it up. <laughs> Woo-woo. We're hanging up the phone. Thanks All right. for tuning in, girls. Thanks for tuning in. We'll Have a great you. week. We love you. We God love bless. you. Thanks for tuning in. If you rate and review, we will love you even more. 